everyone. Rick Johns here, and welcome to the Best Thoughts Podcast. We are so excited to be with you here on Season 5. And I'm with my brother, Will Johns. Will, tell us what's coming up in this interesting new season. We're talking about summer fitness, Rick. And I'm really excited about this topic. Um, We all want to be as fit as we can in all kinds of areas in our lives. So it's not just physical fitness. We're going to be talking about mental fitness, spiritual fitness, marital fitness, financial fitness, uh, relationship fitness, you name it. We will probably have an episode on it for this summer. And, and so I'm, I'm just really excited about all these different topics. And uh, Will is offering a special 30-day money-back guarantee that if these podcasts don't make you the fittest you've ever been, you can return your subscription fees to us. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, we'll give you twice as much back as you paid for uh, yes, listening. Because we believe in these concepts so much that we are willing to do that. But Will, what do we want to talk about on this first kind of season opener for our summer fitness series? Well, I think the best place to start is for our listeners to really think through what is one area in my life that I, I've just been kind of putting off, but I want to take it on. And, mm. and maybe this summer is the time to do that. And and usually what works best is if we start with just one thing. Sometimes it's when we're trying to do five or seven changes at once that they all cancel each other out. And so if we can narrow our focus down to just one thing, and I know we're going to be hitting a lot more topics than just one for this summer. But I think what might happen is as you're listening to these different topics, one of them might just catch hold of you. Yeah. And you may find that within yourself, there's some energy, there's some excitement, there's a belief. I think I could finally do this. I can take this thing on and get farther ahead than I ever have before. Yeah. And for some of you, it may be that you just need the reminder you already know what to do, but you've stopped doing it uh, for whatever reason. And and this summer fitness series could be just the thing you need to go back to the basics, to pull out that old uh, exercise routine that worked well for you, but you stopped doing it because of COVID and the pandemic. Mm. Maybe <clears throat> this series will just remind you of, of what you know works for your life. You know, I was thinking about the changes, the significant changes I've made in my life. And another horrible thing occurred to me, and that is some of the big, biggest and best changes I have made in my personal life are probably because I had to, not so much that I wanted to. Mm, <laughs> like yes. something bad yes. happened in my life or some challenge came or, uh, you know, something came up and I was forced to change, you know, and, and maybe people can relate to this in, in a time maybe where they had to move and maybe it was time for them to move. Maybe it was a good thing that they moved, but it's traumatic too. It's hard and and life events happen. And so they moved and they got a new start and they look back and they're so glad they moved, but they may have never done that unless certain events happen. They lost a job. You know, I'm thinking of uh, a friend of mine who lost her job 
and was just devastated. She lost it during the pandemic. They were cutting back and all of that. And I said, well, maybe, maybe God's up to something here. And through that, she got a way much better job. She was so stressed in her old job. And now she got a much better job. And she just recently got a promotion because this, this job allows for some upward mobility. I mean, kind of funny, Will, when I think about goals and change, why, why isn't it that we can't just proactively and out of joy and happiness and energy and enthusiasm just say, hey, I want my life to be better. Why does sometimes <laughs> we only make those good changes when some bad things come along or the pain kind of pushes us into those things? I think it's just human nature, you know, like if, if it's working, even if it's barely working, we tend to just stick with it. Mm. Um, but that's another uh, invitation and opportunity that I see throughout this series this summer is uh, for our listeners to figure out where's my pain point? Where, what's, what's happening in my life right now where there's definitely some pain and is there something I can do about it? Hmm. Is there a call to fitness in some of the pain that's currently in my life? Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, I'll, I'll use a quick example from, you know, a couple of years ago when the pandemic struck. Um, that was a huge pain point, I think, for, for the entire world. Yeah. And, and for me, personally, it was a call to get spiritually fit. Hmm. Um, I recognized, like, a lot of the stuff that I relied on was suddenly out the window and not an option. And so I had to rely on spiritual resources. I had to take my relationship with God to the next level. Yeah. Yeah. And, and sometimes we just don't do that unless there's a pain motivation. Yeah. I know my wife, she works in the cardiac unit at the hospital and she tells me she sees people all the time who they're in there because they knew they should be eating better. They should be exercising, but they didn't. And now they've suffered some major heart related issue. And now they're open to change for the first time in many, many mm -hmm. years. And so she gets to give them the speech about, okay, here's what you need to do to take care of your heart, you know? And sometimes it's major changes they have to make to their diet, their lifestyle, quit smoking, you know, big things that they need to change so that they don't end up back uh, with some major heart surgery once again. Well, that's, that's a good um, reminder, Rick, that the more proactive we can be, it's actually a way we can spare ourselves some future pain. Yes. And so if we don't wait until it's a, a dire circumstance, yeah, we're way better off. So, so we're hoping that, that as we go through this, will kind of, you know, inspire some of those flashes of, of excitement in your heart to, to go out and, and make a change, make a difference, yeah. do something new in your life that pushes you, that moves you towards fitness. But Rick, as we, as we do this, there's some unconscious forces mm -hmm. that might be getting in the way. For sure. Um, tell us some of the principles that, that you learned from an amazing book called Immunity to Change. Yeah. And I remember both of us having a lot of discussions around it. It was a really good book. It's by Keegan and Leahy called Immunity to Change. If you're looking for a book that kind of helps you navigate and process 
How do I make lasting changes in my life? Because being human, we've all set out to make changes and then never accomplished them. They were unsuccessful. We, so in immunity to change, they, they talk a lot about our unconscious barriers to change. And I think this is really helpful because sometimes we're unaware. That's why it means unconscious. <laughs> we're unaware that when we're trying to make a change, we're fighting against some really big stuff in our own lives. And that change is never going to work until we kind of address those unconscious things. Yeah, I think that's, I think digging for the deeper layer is a huge part. And then as part of this immunity to change process, they, they have these four steps of what they call um, an immunity x-ray. And it's basically trying to see beneath the surface as to what's really going on yeah. in your experience. And so the, the second step in that process is to say, okay, I know I want this change. And uh, let's say that change is to, to feel, I want to feel good about myself. So that's the goal. But what am I doing or not doing instead? And so you try to take an honest look at your own behavior and see what you're doing instead. So let's say that's my goal and I discover I'm really hard on myself with my internal self-talk. Yeah. So I want to feel good about myself. Every time I mess up, I let myself have it. Mm. You idiot. Why did you do that? That was so stupid. Even a moron could have done better than you. You know, and so I, I use this language that doesn't help. Right. And so I just, at this stage, I'm just noting what's actually happening that's getting in, in the way of the goal. So step three then is hidden competing commitments. So here's the crazy thing. One of the reasons we can't have a successful change in our life is because there's some hidden competing commitments and notice the word competing they're in competition with what we're trying to do. Very obvious, simple example. Will let's say I want to go on a diet. I know I'm eating too much. I'm not eating the right things. So I'm going to try to, you know, eat better, eat less, but I really love food. <laughs> so that one's probably not hidden, but I want to eat certain foods that I know are not good for me because I really love them and they taste great. So we have this competition between two desires. One desire says, I want to eat healthier and I don't want to eat as much. And the other desire says, but I love pizza and I'd like to eat a whole one right now. So you have to kind of weigh those two and figure out what are the competing underlying commitments? And it's good to put those on paper too. And maybe, Will, you could just say a, a short word about those. Well, I think, I think it's also important to recognize that a lot of times these competing commitments are, are very well hidden. So unlike the food example, which, which is right. obvious, um, let's go back to my goal of I just want to feel good about myself, but I'm having this negative self-talk. Then I, when I dig a little deeper, I realize... I believe if I'm not hard on myself, that I will fail, that I'll do terribly, that I mm. will not live up to my potential. And so yeah. I have a motivation. I have a competing commitment to being hard on myself in my self-talk. There you go. And so that that's something we wouldn't necessarily think 
you know, that the, we actually have a, a positive or some kind of reason, motivational reason uh, to do uh, this behavior that in the end we don't really like. And, yeah. and so that leads to the fourth step, which is the big assumptions. Mm. So in, in my example, the big assumption would be if I don't speak harshly to myself, I will not amount to anything. Mm. So that big driving assumption needs to be changed for me to start feeling better about myself. Yeah. And so you could see now how once you work this through the whole four steps, that it kind of sets you free at a much deeper level to make a change. Right. And I think that final step really kind of brings it full circle because we all have some big assumptions, usually around fear. I feel like the big assumption is always going to be some fear. Well, if I switch careers, what will people say? Will I fail? Will I not be good enough in this career that I want to do? If I move, will things not go well? Will people say, ah, you shouldn't have done that. I told you you should have stayed. And, and kind of there's that, that beautiful saying about change that we'd rather, we'd rather be with the devil we know. <laughs> we'd rather be with the status quo that we know than the fear of the unknown. Well, Rick, and one of the biggest unknowns is success. Mm. And so... Uh, if we're honest, and this is a strange one, it's one you wouldn't expect to find, but I think most people, when they dig a little deeper, will probably find that there's a fear of actually achieving the goal. Hmm. Because now what do I do? Now what does that mean for yeah. me? I'm so used to doing it this other way. Yeah. What if I actually succeed? Yes. Then what? Right. And then what if I actually do really well at it? And then now I have to keep really doing well at it. And if I make, if I write one good book, then shoot, now I got to write another one, you know, pressure's on. So there is a lot of, sometimes it's easier not to be successful, not to do well and just say, well, this, this is a little easier. There's less fear, less risk, less vulnerability. So we're just hoping, you know, this summer, as we go through these different categories of fitness, we're hoping that we will spark some enthusiasm, some excitement in your heart that you could say, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to take on, I'm going to start with that one and, and we'll see where that takes me. Yeah. Uh, and, I, and I hope that you'll enter into it with a spirit of adventure. Yes. Be open to something new, charting Absolutely. a new path. It can be really energizing when you start to see even the smallest changes taking place. And it's not just one category. As we go through all the categories, even if that's not the one you choose, you can still tweak yourself just a little bit in that area and yeah. say, you know, I'm doing okay, but I'm going to tweak just a little bit. I'm going to get a little more healthy with my finances. I'm going to get a little better in my marriage. I'm going to get a little better as a parent. And so if, even if it's not the one, uh, I think there's still a lot to be gained. Exactly. And I like what you're saying, Will, because basically what I hear you saying is take it in small bites. I think yes. sometimes we're overwhelmed by the big goal, the big dream. 
So break that big dream into smaller pieces. If you if you want to lose 50 pounds and gain some muscle and look great, then take it as, well, I think I need to get to the gym three times, you know, this week. And then maybe next week, four times. Break it down into smaller pieces. I'll give a weird, a weird little example just from me today. There's a fish tank in our house that we no longer use as a fish tank, but I, I like to set it up for the different seasons. And right now it's got the winter season, which is uh, thankfully behind us. And I haven't changed out the little props and things I put in there for the next season. And I have been seeing that fish tank every day going, oh, I need to change that. Oh, it's still like the Christmas theme. I need to change that. And it's been getting on my nerves for like a month now. And today I finally went down, got the little bin with the other supplies to switch it out. I haven't done it yet but I had the enough energy for whatever reason, just to get the bin out. And now that the bin is out sitting next to it, I'm pretty sure I'm going to go ahead and do it. But I just broke it down. Instead of saying, I got to do it today. I just went and grabbed the bin. So it was yes. like one small, easy step. Didn't mean I had to do it today. I might not do it today. I might do it tomorrow. Well, that, that's the beauty of, of the change process, Rick, is all we need to know is our next step. Exactly. That's it. You don't need to know what you've got to do a year from now or six months from now or three weeks from now. All you need to know is what's the next step? What's the next thing that I need to do? And that's it. Yeah. Once you know that, you're good to go. Exactly. And so, Will, what are some other things that we've got to put in mind that kind of lay a foundation for us achieving some lasting change or achieving some lasting goals? Well, the, the final piece that I want to talk about now, and we might talk more about it later, is the importance of rest. Hmm. Uh, the way that nature works is the stress and release principle or the work and rest balance. And so you see it on a daily basis. We work during the day and we sleep at night. People that are into building muscle and working out, you know that you need that rest day you don't work out the muscle two days in a row. You work it out one day, give it a day of rest, and then you can work it out again. And it's in the rest day that the muscle actually builds itself up. Mm -hmm. That's where the growth happens. And so that principle of rest, I think we need to lay out right here from the get-go because if you are listening right now and you're exhausted, then you probably don't want to hear anything else we have to say. Yeah. Because it just sounds like one more stressful, exhausting thing to do. Yeah. So the piece about rest is that rejuvenation. How do you receive that energy so that you can make changes? Because usually if you're making a change, you're going a little against some grain. You've gotten in one habit and you need to switch it to another habit or you're trying to add something new. And anytime there's new, that there's a new energy needed. So you're right, Will. If you start depleted, you're never gonna, <laughs> never gonna have that lasting change. It, so. It's very simple, Rick. If you're exhausted right now, your first step, your top priority is rest. Period. Yeah. yeah. You have to figure out how to work rest into your daily, weekly, monthly, yearly routine or everything else is kind of off the table for you. Yeah, and I think that's just huge because we live in a society where it's just go, go, go. There's so much that we do every day, a lot of it that's very draining, 
you know, unless you're lucky to be in a career that you just love every day at work and every minute and all those kind of things. That's if you do, you know, you're you're a rare person and that's awesome. But for the rest of us, trying to manage that rest work balance becomes the secret to adding new things and new life again, probably in bite-sized pieces, but now you can start to head towards something. And the beauty of this will is if you start heading in the right direction before you know it, maybe a year from now, two years from now, you could be at a place you never even imagined. Oh, that that's exactly right, Rick. And they all, all of these categories intertwine with each other. And so they're all interrelated so if you make big progress in just one area, you'll probably see progress in all of the other areas as well. Absolutely. And and here's the other thing I wanted to say about rest is sometimes it's counterintuitive. Maybe your exhaustion is mental and emotional. Mm. And if that's the case, what you actually might need is more physical exercise. Yeah. Uh, and I've, I've found at times in my life where I was exhausted emotionally that physical exercise actually rejuvenated my spirits. And so yeah. when we talk about rest, we're not always just saying to lay down and take a nap, although that's very effective and important. And if you're really exhausted, just crash, sleep in, do what you need to do, get the rest mm-hmm. that you need. But sometimes the rest comes in other forms than just sleep. Sure. And rest can come by learning to use the word no. Some of us are very bad at saying no. (laughs) And so we just kind of go along with everything everybody wants us to do or asks of us. And maybe the rest is saying, I need to to learn some boundaries. I need to say no. I, I need some time to myself or I need some time with just my family. I've got a great example of that, Rick. Um, Ask me to tell you a little bit more about boundaries. Okay, Will, uh, tell me more about boundaries. No. See, (laughs) it's just that easy. Simple. Well, we've had some lame jokes on this show. That one (laughs) may be the ultimate lame, ultimate lame joke. Wow. Well, you can edit it out if you hate it that much. (laughs) No, just lame. I don't hate it. I am a dad, so I, I'm a sucker for these lame jokes, but <laughs> I do like the point of the rest. I remember when I started P90X years ago with Tony Horton, who became one of my personal heroes because he just helped me learn and, and get into the best shape of my life with his DVD series. And in P90X, that was one of the big things he used to tell us. He's like, guys, you cannot, if you work out seven days a week, 20, you know, uh, every day of the month, you actually will not be in the best shape that you can be. You have to stagger in these periods of rest. You have to have at least one big rest day a week and probably, you know, don't work all your muscle groups in one day. You work a certain muscle group in this day. And it, it just, why did he teach us that? Because that's what works best. And, yeah. ver- and just the variety of the body also teaches us, I think the variety mentally and spiritually and emotionally that, you know, we need a variety of things in those areas of our lives. Don't overuse one kind of thing, one mental activity yeah, or yeah, one Rick, relationship. Rick, I think that's another uh, principle of rest. So if your job is heavily on the mental side, then you need to do something that's not mentally taxing for rest. Yeah. If your job is heavy on the physical side and you come home physically exhausted, maybe something mental... Yeah, um, would be restful and yep. enjoyable. If your if your job is emotional 
if you're a, a counselor and or a mm. teacher and you're having emotional energy go out of you all day long, then maybe you need something mes- mental or physical. Yeah. So we we can balance and and figure out what rest might look like uh, for each of us, and it's going to be different. But that principle of rest holds true across the board, and you can't get fit without it. Will, I just had a flashback. I'm remembering when mom would read us biographies, and she read us one on George Washington Carver and how he discovered the principle of crop rotation and how if you plant the same crop every year, it depletes the soil and you get less Mm. and less from the harvest. Yeah. And I think a lot of us are depleted soil because we've been doing the same thing. We're not adding that variety. We're not rotating the crops, so to speak, bringing in new things in our lives and, and adding the different components so that we can kind of have that rest and that balance. Well, Rick, I think that's a perfect place for us to wrap up this introduction mm-hmm. to the summer fitness that uh, series that we're doing in season five here. Uh, and so thank you for, for sharing that principle of crop rotation with us. I think <laughs> uh, we're going to give a lot of ways, a lot of different categories of fitness. And so there will be tremendous possibilities for this kind of rotation uh, approach to rest, to rejuvenation, and to being the best that you can be. That's right. So I hope that over the next week or so, you'll be thinking about what is it that I want? What is the summer fitness goal for me? And we will come back with our next episode talking about one specific area and then have several other episodes so that maybe we can help stir your thinking and inspire you to make some powerful and wanted changes in your life. Yeah, so next week, Rick, we'll kick it off by talking about how to get physically fit because that really is a great starting point for all of the other realms of fitness. It's also a powerful metaphor that we can draw on in some of the other categories. So make sure you all tune in next week for physical fitness as we continue season five if you want more information about myself or dr rick johns you can go to our website mysoulcare.net it's in the show notes below just click on that link you'll see all our previous episodes and seasons of best thoughts plus there's some other material on the website that you might be interested in so check it out mysoulcare.net you've been listening to Best Thoughts with Dr. Rick Johns and Dr. Will Johns. We look forward to being with you next week.